Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share with you my friends' God stories. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am so excited to welcome back my friend Val Warner. She is an amazing business owner, and I love her heart that is dedicated to the Lord in prayer and in her ministry. And so let me tell you a little bit about Val. In the fall of 2013, about two weeks before her first daughter was born, she started selling her six-month prayer journal, and it exploded. It turns out that she wasn't the only one whose prayer time many days consisted of staring at a blank wall, running through her to-do list instead of actually praying. She gets to do life every day with her husband, Tyler. He's a serial entrepreneur by day and gourmet chef by night. She is mama to Vivi Mae and Vanna. Her best friend was built in but she wouldn't trade her for any other, her twin sister, Natalie. She is passionate about (laughs) minimalistic living and finding margin in this busy, loving world. Val lives in Lafayette, Louisiana, also known as Cajun country. And so I am so pleased to welcome back Val Werner to the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey, I'm so glad to be here. Yay. So Val was on here two other times. The first time Mm -hmm. we're talking about how her business started. I'm going to put all those in the show notes. If you want to hear how Val's prayer journal company started Val Marie paper. And then we also got to how Val's best friend and twin sister, Natalie on with us. And so you'll want to check. (laughs) Yeah, that was so fun. That was super fun. I was, that's the only time we've ever done that. We've ever done an interview together. So yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It was so fun. I loved hearing about both of your perspectives of growing up Mm -hmm. and then the neat things that God is doing in each one of your lives. So that was super fun for me too. So, okay. So I wanted to have you on back on because we've got some more things to talk about, girl. There are so much going on in your ministry, your business and your life. And so I want to know about it all. I want to know all the gritty details. Um, But recently you said this quote, okay, we're going to dive in with this quote. You said, as a believer, prayer is our life source. Prayer is our life source. So tell me a little bit about how you plug into the Lord as our life source through prayer. Yeah. So um, my husband and I have been, and I'm noticing I'm going to get a thicker accent talking to you. (laughs) Right. I used to, yeah, like even like I went to college in North Louisiana and they have like a, um, just like a more of a Southern accent instead of a Cajun accent. And so I am feeling it coming on right now. Here it comes. But uh, yeah, here it comes. I love it. I love it. Um, Tyler and I were talking about daily bread the other day. And as much as like we know that that's in the Lord's prayer, like I feel like I have that, that concept has been lost on me that like we truly, truly like we are not asking for a month grocery list from Costco. We are asking for daily bread. 
And that is what keeps us connected to him. He is our life source. And prayer is the way that we connect to him. Um, And, you know, we can connect with him in different ways. You know, you can see him in nature. You can just by showing kindness and serving and loving other people and worship, all of these things. But prayer is just such a vital part of how we connect um, and, and tap into our, the life source that we have access to that without we would, we would be, I don't want to say we would be dead, but we would, we would be lifeless basically. Mm. Mm. That's so good. And I was reading, uh, of course, you know, when you're reading God's word, he will give you things that are exactly when you need them and exactly mm-hmm. the day you need them. And I was reading yep. today, I'm reading chronologically and September 8th was when Gabriel came to Daniel. I have never realized when Gabriel came to Daniel, I was oh. like, wait, what? And I'm like, Gabriel, wait, he was, he was the Bethlehem guy, you know, like he was the angel for the Christmas story. Wait, he came to him in a vision. And so I'm reading this and. <laughs> (laughs) He says to Daniel, it's right after Daniel says, you know, lean down, listen to me, open your eyes. You know, we don't deserve your help, but please give us your mercy. Please be merciful to us. Mm -hmm. And so it's right before or right after he went into the the lion's den. And Gabriel Gabriel says, um, Daniel, I've come to give you insight and understanding. The moment you began praying, a command was given. And I just get chills because it's Gabriel, an angel of the Lord, that's telling Daniel, the moment you began praying, God is listening to you. And so Mm -hmm. tell me how that forms your daily life, because, you know, I can say, you know, you have a passion for praying and and you have a passion for really getting just, uh, just humble before God and, and seeking him. But you said, like I read in your intro, you're just like all of us where we're just struggling. You know, like some days yeah. like we're not even, you know, getting above the ceiling. So what is something that has really helped you to really do that with prayer if really seeking the Lord? Yeah. Prayer? Um, I think one odd thing, like I am definitely like a perfectionist and I definitely want to, I value doing things right mm-hmm. and getting things right. But for some reason with prayer, like, I don't know if this has just been the Lord's protection on me or what, but he has helped me to not feel guilty for not coming to him, not letting that guilt hold me back from coming to him, I should say. So like, if I feel like, oh man, I haven't spent, you know, like I just chose looking at Instagram over praying or something like that. I don't feel this shame of now I can't come to him. I usually just take that as a sign. Okay, now I'm going to go to him. And I think that often we, once like we're going to make mistakes, we're going to choose silly and unimportant things over prayer constantly throughout our life. The hope is that as we become, uh, as we grow closer to God, those happen less and less. And I do, I do believe that they do, but they're still there. And as we grow, I feel like you're always, you're expecting it to be this, um, like this to reach this point and we don't. So because we still struggle, I don't know if this is making sense, but because we still struggle, we can keep feeling like we're not growing at all. Mm -hmm. And I think we just have to make sure that we're not letting that hold us back. Mm -hmm. And if we don't, then it means that we know 
for as long as I'm here on earth, I'm going to make mistakes, but that doesn't disqualify me from going back to, to God. As soon as I re- remember that, I think it's just a hope filled thing. We don't have to feel like we're defeated before we even start, because I think that's where a lot of people end up is thinking, I'm not going to do this well. So why even try? And it's mm-hmm. just so like, it's nonsense. Like we would never think that about spending time with the creator, you know? So that's probably a big thing for me is just it, it I still slip up and, and by slip up, you know, like, I just mean, we, we choose things that are not important and I just go to God. I go back to him and I don't let it hold me back for longer than those moments. Yeah. Well, and I think the enemy can use that to his advantage where we feel guilt for not coming back to the Lord. And then we stay away from him when the Lord yearns for us to, to talk Mm -hmm. with them and to have that communication and that, um, uh, uh, I was going to say commune, but you know, that communication with him. And so, um, so yeah, I definitely think the enemy can, can use that to his advantage as well. Um, you said something about Instagram. You said it's easier for us to go to Instagram instead of praying. And that is something that we all struggle with. But there's something that you uh, just really God wanted you to do and you obeyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in February, you gave up Instagram. You said, I'm, I'm getting off of Instagram. And so tell me about that and then tell me how it's going. Because that sounds yeah. like an absolute dream. <laughs> Yeah. No, uh, okay. You know. So I have zero regrets about it, but um, mm-hmm. it, it was really weird because I have always been somebody like I've seen a couple of people get off Instagram permanently and it's been very much like, man, that sounds cool, but I can't do it. Like I have a business. I need to stay on. I need to be right. present. Like this is, you know, I want to encourage people like uh, good reasons too. like, sure. you know, there's, there's tons of good, valuable reasons for being on Instagram. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not all whatever, but um. And, and it probably came, started with a conversation with my husband and like him tossing something out there, like, well, why do you need to be on there? And then it planted a seed. And then uh, the Lord just totally changed my heart about it. And I felt comfortable getting off and confident to get off. Now I will say like, we still have a business account that Kara um, and Brandy run. And if I would like to make a post, I'm able to like write something and send it to them in a sauna and they'll share it, you know? Sure. Um, but it was a decision that I knew was from the Lord because I knew a year ago I would have not been able to make that as confidently as I did. And I even wondered like, after I do this, am I just going to regret this? But I, I was so sure. I was just like, no, I don't think I'm going to regret this. I just feel really, really sure about it. And that's a weird feeling to feel when you haven't felt like that before. So anyway, just Mm -hmm. lots of confirmation that it was the Lord. And, um, Again, like, I just feel like even in that time, like my mom um, found out she had cancer pretty soon after that. And it ended up not being like super serious. She caught it really early, was able to have a surgery and then maybe a month of radiation. But um, it, I just remember feeling like I'm just I'm glad like I, my world is here in Lafayette. And I know that the Lord has been like talking uh, or I say talking. And whenever I say that, I always feel like it, I'm not hearing anything audible, but right, through right. reading scripture and just promptings and, and he's, he's matching my desires with his for community. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like this year has been the year that I am like, so ready to make an impact and starting to make an impact locally in my neighborhood, in my church, as opposed to feeling like before I felt like, 
I need to be on Instagram encouraging people this way. And I just feel Mm -hmm. like it's shifted a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so it's been a good, a good thing. I have not regretted it. I have um, like, I still have to get on Instagram sometimes like on my computer. Um, Like if I'm like looking up something or trying to DM with somebody that we've communicated with, but, and in those moments, it is so easy to get sucked in. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, if I was doing this every day, Mm -hmm. like, I think we expect that we're supposed to have this restraint. And, um, uh-huh. and even in the book, I talk about like, there's a whole chapter on like self-sufficiency and like these different tools we could use. It could be writing out a format like we have or written prayers or repetition. And I think we're scared of these things because we feel like we should be able to pray on our own. Uh-huh. And we just don't realize that like, sometimes we just, like we're, we just expect too much out of ourselves, And for me with Instagram, I feel like t- for me to expect Val, you could be on this and just be really disciplined with it was exhausting yeah. me. It was exhausting mm-hmm. all of my willpower. And, and now I just feel like a lot freer from that. But mm-hmm. I, I will say, I don't necessarily feel like God's calling everybody to get off Instagram. I feel like it was so specific to what he was telling me. I would never just make a blanket statement of like, everybody needs to get off or something sure, like that. Sure. But there, like since then there have been people who were like, um, you know, this really inspired me and they maybe got off Instagram or they just changed what they were doing in some way. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you said that, that it's, um, it's really, I think it comes down to obedience. What is God calling you to do? And that's what God called you to do and you did it. And so that's the thing. It goes back to obedience to what God is wanting you to do. And yes, I'm sure you have freed up so much extra time, (laughs) right? I mean, I think that's the thing is this is a very, it's a time suck. And, and honestly, like I'll still spend a lot of time on my phone some days on other dumb stuff. Yeah, but <laughs> right. it's not the mental, it is not mm. the mental exhaustion of thinking of, okay, I need to post this, or I don't know how to say this. Like I was talking to somebody yesterday about this, just like our culture and the way we have created celebrity Christians and different, you know, it, it, it's, we're, we're just in a weird time. And I think being in that space kept me in that world um, and not celebrity as in I was a celebrity, but like, just that, like you could use the word influencer, yes. but you just, it just pulls you out of reality a little bit. And it mm. makes you feel, it makes you, it, it would make, give me desires for things that I don't need to be desiring. And I just feel like being away from that, like whenever I'll hop back on, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> the just the strategy and the way that we're trying to like grab and get attention and followers and everything when i step back from it i could see i was i was part of that you know i'm not saying anybody i'm above anybody in that way but i just when you step back you understand or you just see how unnatural it is and mm, mm. like i i know leonard ravenhill he had a book on um revival And he said, and he said this in his day and age, he said, it's odd that pastors are like pastors are preaching, like wealthy pastors are talking, sharing stories about a a God or Jesus who had to borrow two pennies to rub together for an analogy. And I don't even remember what analogy that was that he had to borrow two pennies, but I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, like 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've just gotten in a, in a weird space. And I think being off has just helped me like to protect my own heart from knowing that I could easily fall into that. Um, mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. desires if I was, you know, surrounded by that. Yeah, consistently. Well, and I, I think it's there's always something <clears throat> in our life that it's going to be that it's going to mm-hmm. be something like that's going to take our time up or that it's going to take us away. Um, and like you said, that them just the mental overload it, it brought you. And so that's, yeah. that's something that we can just seek the Lord and say, Lord, what do you want for me? Um, and I just love how your word, um, your word of the year was spirit led. Is that right? For 2021? Oh gosh. Uh, no, it wasn't that. I just it was have something to remember. Else. No, it was, but you said something recently in a blog post about being spirit led. And I mean, yeah. that, that totally just confirms it, that that's what yes. you're focused on. It's just Lord spirit, just Lord lead me with your Holy spirit. And that's the coolest thing is that we can all have that. We can all have yeah. the Holy spirit directing us to what he wants us to do. Yes. Yes. It, it was one of my goals for the year. That's what it is. It's just a different way to live. And um, I use this analogy in the book about how it's like if we ask directions from somebody and they give us, you know, they tell us like, okay, yeah, you're going to go here, go here. And then like, take a left over there. And then we're like, okay, we'll see you later. And they're like, well, no, I'm coming with you. Like we would think, oh, well, then why did you just tell me the whole plan? Why? Like you, when you could just tell me along the way, and it's like, that's, we, we want the full plan from God and God's saying, no, I'm going with you. I'm doing this with you, but we are forgetting to ask him along the way, what he's calling us to do. And I think spirit led is just that idea of like, literally knowing God is with us constantly. He did not give us a roadmap beforehand because he is with us. We have this opportunity to, to follow his plan instead of ending up in a ditch or, you know, on a road that we don't want to end up on. Yeah. Well, let's switch gears a little bit because I do want to have time um, for you to share about your new book coming out. And um, recently when you had your launch, um, your book will be coming out when we air this episode in October. Um, But you had a launch already of your pre-orders for your six month and your yearly prayer journals. And anybody that has Mm -hmm. been around the friends of a feather podcast very long knows that I love your prayer journals. I love how it's set up. I love how you have a space in, uh, in those journals for, um, gratitude. It's a gratitude journal. And, um, I just really have thrived using your journal for the past few years. And it's just helped my prayer life to be more consistent. And so there was something that happened. Um, speaking of Instagram, since we're talking about this, I know you were talking <laughs> yeah. about getting off Instagram for your personal um, mm-hmm. account, but then you had the Val Marie paper account and it was hacked and it was hacked right yeah. in the middle or right before, I think your pre your launch last your pre-orders. <gasps> I mean, oh, what? So, well, listen, world? we had our we had our Facebook. Uh, no, they, they said we had like content that was spammy or whatever. And it wasn't like we looked at everything. So we don't know what happened there, mm-hmm. but it basically meant we couldn't share links on Instagram, Facebook, anything during the end of our like July sale. And then we start, we, 
we're like, okay, we got to do something. So we find this guy who's able to get it back within hours. Oh, wow. You definitely have to pay money for that. Yeah. And then oh. we go through, we thankfully get it out before launch. Cause we're just thinking this is, you know, like this is still how we reach a great number of people. Um, and yeah. then the last day of launch we, our Instagram got hacked and our last day of launch is literally one of the biggest sale days of the entire year. So oh, wow. we definitely did not hit our goals and that's okay. Like we're okay with that. Um, but it was just one of those things of like, how is it this day that this is all happening? And, um, we, we ended up getting it back. We had to pay a lot, a lot of money for that too. But, um, and I don't know where you're going with this, but it was just such a, it, it got me actually excited to see what the Lord has planned for everybody who's getting these journals and everybody who's going to be a part of the book stuff, because it's just, it's just all this weird, crazy stuff happening that you're just like, this is not a coincidence. Like the, the enemy is trying to stop this. And there's a quote, and I think it's William Capri says, um, Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon his knees. And it basically just means that like he, he Satan's not afraid of like the really big, tough, strong, talented guys. He's, af he's afraid of those who are going to God in prayer. And when your whole business is set up to invite people to be praying more, like this year has just held so much struggle and for all of our team, like just crazy things. So, mm -hmm. um, it honestly only gets us more excited and more hopeful for what the Lord is going to do. And honestly, I feel like God prepared my heart for those things. I think if I was still had been still as invested in Instagram and like, we've already been feeling like we kind of want to move away from being so dependent on it. We want to figure mm. out more creative ways to reach people. And I think if we had, if that God had not shifted my heart earlier this year, when that happened, I would have been, a mess. I would have mm. been just feeling very like loss of control. And you could ask my team, like, I think they were surprised by how calm I was and everything. So yeah, wow. I don't know. If that well, answers. no, <laughs> it's, it's, it totally does because, you know, Joyce Meyer says <laughs> new level, new devil. I mean, like it shows uh -huh. that, that, I mean, the enemy is at work, but, but that means that God is at work. God is at work and the enemy yep. knows that he knows that. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to, who else is he going to come after is Val and Val Marie paper because of the call that y'all have um, sought out to say, Hey, here is a tool that you can use to get closer to the Lord and to really make your prayer life explode with um, just becoming more in tune with what God wants for you and what he wants to do through you. And so I, yeah, I get fired up because I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, that's, that's what it, what it was about. So I hate that it happened. Um, but it yeah. definitely does show that, 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 you know, uh, enemy is, is definitely prowling around like a lion and sometimes he can be subtle, but sometimes he doesn't have to be <laughs> with that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, but it, it spurs me on. It really does. It, it energizes me. And I think also with your new book coming out in October, tell us a little bit about it. It's called pray confidently and consistently. And let me tell you two things about it. Number one, I love the title. Mm -hmm. Oh my word. Cause I'm all about, about yeah. confident, 
uh, about praying confidently, not confidence in ourselves, but praying confidently mm-hmm. and having that consistency. That's one yep. thing that I know for a shadow of a doubt that I have received from getting in your prayer journals. And the number two is that it sounds like a book we all need. So tell us a little bit about it and how you came up with the title. For the title, it's kind of crazy because with Grumpy Mom Takes a Holiday, that was the title that I had had from the very first moment I wrote the outline. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I had the title before anything. And yeah, and and I was really surprised that the publishers let me keep the title because that doesn't always happen. And for this one, I I had different ideas and some that were a little bit more like I think the first one was I'm on my way. And it was actually a different the book has changed a lot since then. It was more about like the journey of prayer, but it was very vague. And like we, we were like looking at different all the different words that it could be. And I think maybe somebody had suggested confident prayer. And I remember thinking I want you know, like the confidence and consistency are the two things that we hear the most from people. They want, they want to pray consistently and they want, and and they won't necessarily use the word confident, but they will say, they will ask a lot of questions around like, well, how do I know if I'm praying the right way? There's a lot of, of doubt of just getting the formula, right? Mm. So we, we knew that those were the two words, but we also talked about putting it into a more actionable, like to say, pray confidently and consistently instead of confident and consistent prayers. Yes. Um, just felt more action oriented, which is something that like, even when we talk about the book, I was like, I just want people to feel like when they see the book, they, that they're just moving forward, you know? Mm. And, um, and so the idea of the actual book is, uh, or the key verse is Hebrews 12, one, um, about, um, fixing our eyes on Jesus and running unencumbered, yes. basically throwing off everything that hinders us. I start with this analogy of me running through the halls of our church building whenever I was a kid and just feeling like I was literally about to lift off the ground. I was going so fast Wow! and I don't run like that now. And, um, <laughs> just that visual of like, man, what if we could run like that in our prayer life with God and not feel so clunky with every distraction. And so throughout the book, we go through basically 15 weights is what we call them. And it's just Mm -hmm. the things that are holding our prayer life back and what we can do to work through that and to grow. And it's based on eight years of conversations with people about what's holding them back. So I feel like even when our publisher would come to us about questions for marketing, it's like, we know our audience, we know the person who's going to read this so well, Mm -hmm. that I'm just really hopeful that when they read this, it'll, they will feel so seen. And so like, whoa, this is what I'm feeling. Like I've never had somebody speak to that so much. I'm Mm -hmm. just so excited. I, I really do hope it resonates with people. And that leaves them feeling like they can run, um, run like that. Well, and I, I'm, I love this and I love how it's action. It's, it's definitely about taking action and then how practical it is. Like you talked about the 15 mm-hmm. weights and then steps to really overcome those. And I, I've noticed that, or I read that you have really enjoyed writing the longer form of content. And so it's kind of shown you that getting off of Instagram and doing just the short little bits, mm-hmm. you really enjoyed writing this book and your other books before this. So that's cool. Yeah. I, th- I mean, it allows you to process and dive into the content a lot more, you know, 
And even like with this book, I read through the majority of the Bible with a lens of like looking for prayer. It's just very thorough and and unlike anything that I've done before. Wow. That's neat. And I I can't wait to get my hands on it because I think it is going to be a great resource for us. So tell us where we can find it because we will be airing this in October when it comes out. So tell us where we can yeah. find it. Yeah. Um, it should, it, it'll be on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, christianbook.com, a lot of the main retailers. And then we'll actually have it. We'll probably have like signed copies in our shop at valmariepaper.com. Very cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So this is great. This is so good. Okay. So, you know, at the end of each episode, I ask, what are you eating, reading and loving? So yeah. I can't, I can't not do it today. Yeah. <laughs> so tell um, me about it. What are you eating? Okay. So I'm eating a gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, soy-free diet right now. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> but I bet you feel yeah. great. Yes, I'm, I'm working through some health issues. And that's been one of those things this year that's just been, it's been good and um, hard, but good. Very good. Mm. Eating, drinking, what you said, drinking oh, next uh, reading, what are you reading? Read. I am reading Analog Church. His, his last name is Kim. I know that okay. cause it's, it's, it's on the side of the book, but um, okay. it's, yeah, it's, it's about kind of getting away from, well, he, it's not completely getting away from multi-site churches, but um, basically just, just knowing the importance of community, like mm. actually gathering together. And, um, and I'm actually not sure if he wrote this before or after COVID or what, but, um, so, I mean, I know it's yeah. like a little, it's a little hard with the time frame depending on what area sure. you're in, but, um, sure. but it's just a really, it's been really good. And part of what we want to do with this book is encourage people to do it in groups. It's been really mm. cool just to read about the benefits of being in community with other people. So mm. that's a cool read. That sounds great. That sounds good. Okay. What are you <laughs> loving? I am loving that I get to go to the beach on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> I get oh. a little, Oh, actually I'm going to tell you something else. Cause that sounds a little selfish. Everybody's like, oh. I don't want to hear about you going to the beach. Um, oh, it's okay. But, uh, and it, but yeah. And I mean, it's, it's my happy place for sure. But, um, and this one is not probably something practical for a lot of people to do, but I've had a lot of basically too much stress and that's part of what my health issues are. Mm. And I started um, going back to what I had decided a while ago, which was to tithe my time for work. And it basically looks like one day a month and about 10 hours, e 10, 10 minutes each day. I'll um, like the first 10 minutes I pray. And then, um, the first day of the month, I spend the, the day not doing any work, but like just praying, read my Bible more and just being quiet before the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I did this this past month, even though this is historically going to be the busiest month of mm -hmm. our yeah. year. I did this and it was, it's just kind of one of those like steps of faith where you're like, if I can't, if I feel like I have to tell God, I need this day then I'm letting him know that I like, this is on me. So I took that day. It was the most glorious day. Mm -hmm. I got to read my Bible longer. And he spoke to me so clearly on several things that I feel like mm -hmm. I just don't make space for. So all that to mm -hmm. say, like, I know we're talking about being spirit led. Like sometimes we just got to make that extra space for him mm -hmm. if we're feeling like we can't hear him. And 
I literally cannot wait for next month um, in the next, um, those days. So mm. <laughs> I'm excited. I like how you phrased it. You tithed mm-hmm. your time. That's a good, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. Wow. And yeah. you tied it all in with being spirit led. That's neat. That's great. What an encouragement and what a challenge for us. I hope you'll write more yeah. about that in your blog on your website. Yeah, we I should do that. that. Yeah, we want to hear <laughs> yeah. it. Well, good. Hey, Val, where can we find you or where can we find your prayer journals and your new book, Pray Confidently and Consistently on your website? Where can we find you? Yeah, um, ValMariePaper.com has everything. Yeah. Perfect. And there's so many resources. I have to tell you, uh, since we are talking about Instagram, but I did a reel yeah. on um, your house prayers because I had taken <gasps> that resource oh. and I had actually printed it and cut it out and put it in little frames um, around my house. So each room has a frame. This was in the house that we're now living with my parents, but in our house and girl, it is the top real performing real because of the fact people love those prayers and how I have put uh-huh. them in the home. So, I, I mean, it's like 10,000 views, which I was like, wait, what, what, but it's oh, because of awesome. those house prayers. So I just wanted to to tell you that because that is an incredible download. So y'all go to Bell Marie paper and look for house prayers and then also grab a journal while you're there and also check out her new book, pray confidently and consistently. It sounds like it's going to be a great read. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much. Erin. this was great. This was so fun. Thanks for coming on Val. And I wish you the best and pray blessings over you and your family Thank and you. your business. That means so much. Thanks. Thank you for joining me for today's show. For more encouragement, hop on over to Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. I would love for you to send me a direct message and say hi. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, we are all Friends of a Feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.